And now we are live. And now we are live. Now we are live. All right, everybody. Okay. Hey, G'day, everybody. My name's Craig or Crafty from Craftworks Distillery. And I'm part of Aussie Craft Distillers Shooting the Shit, which is our little wee uh, vlog, I suppose, and blog. And we talk to people in the industry, we talk to distillers, we talk to influencers, and we talk to people that make this industry what it is. So tonight, we are graced with the presence of Nico Devlin from AWAS, Australian Whiskey Appreciation Society. Nico, how are you, bud? Oh, you're there? Well, thanks, mate. Yeah. Uh, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Uh, coming to you live from the sunny shores of Sydney Harbour. Uh, so it's a beautiful day here uh, in Sydney. Um, yeah, so thanks for having me on. So it's one of the rare days that the sun is shining in Sydney. I think not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. And, um, and we've got my uh, 2IC, the Todd, who's comfortably at home and not in the shed. Where That's where I am right now. G'day, Todd. How are you, bud? Yeah, good. Good. Nice and dry. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. Nice and dry. And you're holding the fort tonight. You're um, the, the main man at the helm, Luke, who runs the – holds this whole ship together. Um, is um, water damaged would probably be the best way to describe it, I think. Mm. Yeah, house damage, water damage, and uh, electrics out, and uh, therefore is not here tonight. So uh, we will plug on. We will plug on without Luke, and uh, yeah, we we'll do a bit of job. Yeah, might even do a bit of job. Here's to Luke. Cheers, Luke. Yeah, I hope you're watching, Luke, but I doubt it. I doubt it very much. All right. Let's kick it off. So, <laughs> first thing first, what are we all drinking? Sure. Nico, what have you got in the glass, mate? Oh, there is a delay. I thought there was a delay. Mate, yeah, Nico, I what are you The uh, AOS Highwayman, uh, the Petered Release, Petered Double First Fill. Bourbon, uh, AOS Highwayman that uh, we released earlier in the year. Very nice, very nice. And um, I'm sure uh, Dan would be uh, – yeah, actually, Dan might be on tonight, might, might be watching what, what's going on. And, uh, yeah, drink, drinking the good stuff there. Uh, I hope so. What about yourself? Well, is uh, yeah, I think you ship to everyone that bought one of the most recent highlights. Uh, they were shipped out today, I believe. Yeah, cool. that'll that'll um sold out on uh pre sold, didn't it? It was just a it was a big sellout that one, wasn't it? Yep, yeah, 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 no, that's... yeah it was yeah, it all went pretty quick. It's good to hear. It was uh, about four hours and it was gone. Wow. How many bottles was it? Mate, tire, man, it's good stuff. There's not much. So, yeah, you got to get on it while, while you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, he does good work, uh, Dan. It's, uh, 
it's good when your one of your closest mates uh, makes some of the best whiskey in the world. So yeah, it's always great to collaborate and do it, do barrels with uh, him. Uh, very lucky I get to access some of his uh, best stock. Um, yeah, it's all exceptional, really. But yeah, it's uh, yeah we've been lucky to get some really really nice casts uh, out of him. Uh, just leveraging my uh, friendship and. Yeah, uh, threatening him with me uh, screaming heavy metal at him if he doesn't uh, give me <laughs> barrels of whiskey. We were we were meant to have Dan on uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he um, he pulled us back, and, and he, he rang rang up. I think it was about two hours before, and goes, "Mate, I just can't do yes. it. I'm, I'm flat on my back." And uh, so yeah, so we'll be getting we'll be getting Dan yeah. Dan on in the future. He's he's keen to do it. So um, yeah, looking forward to having yes. a chat about what what he's doing. Mate, that's uh, unfortunately he's a big bloke. He's quite strong, but uh, carrying around all those barrels of whiskey does get to you. Um, yeah, he's he's had a couple of back issues this year, unfortunately. Poor yeah. guy. So. Yeah, here's to Dan. Uh, hope your back heals up, mate. Cheers. Uh, have a dream. And uh, yeah, give him Cheers, Dan. What do you got, Todd? What are you drinking? So I'm giving oh. Frankie. Frankie. So my my favorite. Or Frankie. Getting a bit of Frankie into me. Greatest distillery dog, hey? Yeah, my favourite just at the time. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a nice drop. It's not quite what I expected, but I'm still really enjoying it, so. It's the oldest um, whiskey that Blackgate's released, I think, from memory. Mm. It was a very special release, that one. Yes. Yeah, well, I a little bit more. Do that. Do yeah, that definitely. Yeah, I've got uh, several of those, um, and couldn't let any of those go by. Uh, as you may well know, I pretty much have one of just about every Blackgate uh, bottling, all of their OBs anyway. Um, I'll be able to keep up with some of their the indie stuff that uh, that they've done, but yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously some of the greatest people in the uh, Australian whiskey industry and distilling industry, uh, Brian and Janice, and yeah, poor yeah. Frankie. Um, and that been, time captures uh, all of us, unfortunately. Yes, yep. yes, no, it, it is very unfortunate, and it's a nice touch that they they did that release. They, Blackgate have been going now. Don't don't um, quote me on this, but. Well, it's at least 13, 14 years, isn't it, Nico, now? I, yeah, I, I believe so. I think it's 13 years. It might be 14, yeah. It might be 14 yeah. years now, this year. But, yeah, so we're getting, you know, in, in the Australian whiskey industry, definitely one of the older um, whiskey distilleries now. Um, you know, I guess from us, old hats, new craft, they've been around for a while, though, Seemed sort of new at one stage, but now it's, uh, you know, well, AWAS is eight years old now itself. So, um, yeah, oh. the, the time creeps on, as I said. So, 
Mm. Yeah, they're, um, you know, they, uh, as we all know, they you know won uh, silver for dram of the decade, so uh, the inaugural Australian Whiskey Awards. So yeah, definitely, um, you know, doing some yep. exceptional work. Yeah. Doing some exceptional work. Yeah, and and pretty much uh, whiskey gods in Australia for for sure on that front. Oh um, yeah. We'll, and, sorry, you go. No, it's just agreeing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, there's a slight delay here. Um, I might I might change dial back on my, my thing shortly. But anyway, uh, we'll come back to AOS in a second because I'd like to kick it off and go right back to the start, but go back pre-AOS. But before I do that, um, I'll tell you what I'm drinking. I'm drinking something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And this is not Australian. Uh, now, normally I drink Australian, but... Uh, Bit, yeah, I know I'm getting a bit low, and I oh no, I actually I bought the Starwood as well. Yeah, so yeah, we'll kick it around. Oh, well, I'll let you off the hook there. You just yeah, I got I got one. I actually uh, I tried that. I had that last time, and uh, I've got the ginger ginger beer cask as well. Um, but yeah, most of my stuff's at home right now. But but this one is a New Zealand whiskey blender whiskey. And well, this is where Australia. it's almost Australian. Yeah, it's almost Australian. Yeah. And um, this one. probably let you off a little bit with a New Zealand one as well. Yeah, that's probably, it's not too bad. So, you know, stones yeah. throw away. It's Especially one with a little bit of history. This, this one's got history for me because this Wilson's is, was a whiskey that derailed me from whiskey. Uh, in my early 20s, I got so drunk and sore that <laughs> for tw about 25 years, I would not drink uh, whiskey at all. This was way before my days. Of <laughs> yeah, no, it, was, it, wow. was, it was sore. So when they, uh, the New Zealand Whiskey Company, when they released a 21-year-old Wilson's, I thought, right. I've got to get it because I've got to see when if I turn you off whiskey again, it, well, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was, For another twenty-five years. Yeah, uh, not good when you're a distiller to be turned off whiskey. But, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I thought I thought I'd take the punt, and I thought I'm either going to have a a flood of memories and run away and throw up even before <laughs> I'd had more than one sip, or I'm going to go, oh, okay, yep, no, that's okay. So. Luckily, it fell into the category of oh, it's okay. So, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah, still thankfully, just... or, uh, yeah, career-changing dram. It could have been, uh, yeah, for sell up craftworks, mate. They call it, you know, shut up shop. And... I reckon it could have been, could have been the absolute surprise. So uh, anyway, that's 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 what I'm enjoying. Um, so yeah, I'm glad to hear you're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah I am. All right, let's kick it off, guys. So, yeah, let's go back to uh, the start, Nico. Um, I mean, AOS has been around for, as you said, I think you said eight years. Yep. And a lot of people have been introduced to uh, broadening their palate uh, through AOS. All right. And I want, to, want you to go back to before AOS. So what's your... 
I just told you my whiskey journey. What's what's your whiskey journey? And then what was the start of, of AWAS? How how did that all come about? Right. Well, I think I've had a love of whiskey, you know, well, you know, into my teens. I used to have uh, pictures of uh, was re really through the the whole rock star wanting to be a rock star and a singer and the whole whiskey, um, you know, Axl Rose and bottles of JD and things like that. So that's where I've pretty much only really been a whiskey drinker uh, my whole life. Uh, well, whole drinking life, I should say. I've never really drunk much uh, beer or, you know, I had a little bit of a wine phase at one stage and that. But, um, and, yeah, so I always had a passion for it and interest in it and um, just loved the taste of whiskey. And then, uh, you know, ruminating, oh, geez, it would have been early 2000s with uh, Brad O'Reilly, um, close friend, best mates, um you know, he's part of AUS team, and uh, we were discussing building a distillery at that point. Uh, you know, it would have been maybe 2002 or something like that. I didn't right. look into it at that point. <clears throat> it just seemed far, far too difficult to set up a distillery in in uh, New South Wales at that point. There was some, you know, where what was going down in Tasmania, but that was in its infancy, not really doing much at that point. So I just thought, yeah, I'll just keep drinking whiskey. And I was primarily, you know, JD bourbon drinker at the beginning. And uh, then I got into single malts. Um, yeah, and then that just started a whole new phase of appreciation of whiskey. And I just went down a massive rabbit hole, as many AOS members <laughs> have done uh, since its inception. But, yeah, it was probably, you know, sort of mid-2000s that I got, mid to late 2000s that I got really, really into scotch and single malts and essentially drank a lot of whiskey <laughs> to educate my palate. Uh, you know, just bought a lot of everything. And, um, yeah, and then wanting to talk about, Whiskey and not really. I used to work nights. Um, I was a technician in my previous life, uh, so you know, working from well into the evenings. I couldn't really go to any sort of whiskey events or anything. When I looked around for things, everything you know was on while I was working, so I couldn't really talk to anyone. Obviously, I had my own little friendship group of a handful of us that um, you know that I'd sort of roped into the single bolts essentially. Uh, and, um, yeah, and then sort of, when was it, 2014, I uh, created AOS. It was actually a couple of weeks after my second daughter was born and um, was at home drinking and thought, oh, I'll create a group. And really um, the inception was I used to manage some uh, basketball groups or a basketball group, one of the largest basketball groups, and I um, posted up a little uh, me having a dream and just said, hey, anyone want to talk about whiskey, um, <laughs> jump on AWAS. And, yeah, there's about 50 people that joined out of the basketball group. And then it just sort of started from there. So, uh, yeah, and then essentially the start of AWAS was um, me drinking a lot of whiskey. 
Um, it was me posting my whiskies. I mean, you can go back into the, you know, if you're in the original group, you can go back and see me drinking a lot of whiskey initially. Um, all those posts are still there. Um, I like to consider AWAS like this massive whiskey archive, um, uh, eight years of thousands of people's dreams and thoughts and posts on whiskey. Uh, it's quite quite the database uh, of, of whiskey information and knowledge um, that's accumulated over the years. So, yeah, I mean, that's really how AWAS started. I've, you know, it was a bit of a winding road and then, uh, you know, less than a year later I started laying down barrels and um, beginning the plans for the Indie Bottler that we see now that uh, launched in 2020 um, yeah. with the Benriarch as our first release and then series of Australian releases, uh, Overeem, Blackgate, and then my own uh, or our own AWAS labelled brand Batch 1, which is probably like the, you know, that all those discussions years ago from with Brad and we went halves in those uh, barrels to start and we laid them down and that's uh, how we got to AWAS batch one. And, you know, we're only, you know, because I've done so many other bottles, it's very, it's so many great distilleries to work with. Um, uh, we've only done three batches of AWAS uh, release, but uh, there'll be more coming in the near future. Okay. So, your go back in time. So your your AWAS, your your small, your your social media group, and you pick up the phone and you talk to Ben Reak. How do you how do you get past the reception? <laughs> well, uh, you can actually get to a point where you can secure product. <laughs> well, look the. The, the contact, well, I didn't have, thankfully, I didn't have to speak to the receptionist. Uh, not, I'm right. sure the receptionist at Benriarch is uh, wonderful to talk to, though. Uh, nothing against uh, the reception people there. But uh, Seamus, uh, if you remember, he used to work for Brown Foreman. Uh, yes. Whiskey mates. And, um, you know, he had some barrels coming in and he uh, reached out and we um, selected that cask and... That's sort of how it happens. It's just, you know, uh, in the whiskey world, you're all hanging around sharing dreams. And when you run the largest whiskey group in Australia, it's, uh, you know, people like to work with you, knowing that um, there's a pretty large group of people there that are going to be interested. You know, we're at 16,000 now, which is probably 16,500, I believe now, um, which is far and away the largest in Australia. And, you know, up there with some of the largest in the world, uh, of its type of single mold appreciation. So, you know, quite an active group. It makes a lot of sense for distilleries and brands to work with us, knowing that we've got a great membership there. Yeah. And really the core of the Australian whiskey community, whiskey drinking community is a member of AUS. You know, I'm sure there's you know, loads of people out there that aren't on Facebook and various uh, social medias, so they might not going to be a part of it. But, yeah, if, generally if you're an Australian who likes whiskey, you're in AWAS. And, um, yeah, so, I, you know, I'll reach out. They'll reach out to me. It just depends, you know, on what, what's going on. So it's all, you know, 
things case yeah. by case, but generally you're um, having a dram and talking about whiskey and say, hey, um, I like your whiskey. Let's bottle some for our members. Mm. So it's so it's fair to say that you've got good contacts which you've built up through friendships and 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 just the community in general and that. And so you've got you've got ready access to various distillers, Australian distillers and international distillers, and that's you've got a good pipeline. So so the future looks promising, does it? Yeah, it certainly does. Well, look, we're um about to launch a whole range of products on the AOS website. So there's going to be well over 100 new bottles available on the website in a few weeks. So the future is definitely bright. Um, we're going to have a selection of um, rare and hard-to-find bottlings plus your daily drinkers, uh, you know, all, all kinds of whiskey on there. We're not just uh, an independent bottler anymore so yeah we're definitely uh broadening the horizons at awas and looking to you know uh, bring our members everything uh, in the whiskey realm as we expand um, the shop and the website and yeah so it's very very exciting um yeah so the, the future is definitely bright a lot a lot of work uh there but um i'm super excited uh, to see you know some of these bottlings come up uh, people probably haven't been able to grab these for a long time and yeah and then while you're there grabbing something that you're is a, a more of an everyday dream uh not just a, one of those special one-off bottlings so you're so this is your your full-time aos now nico you, this, is, this yes. is your business yeah and you're building yeah. your business. Yeah. Yes. Right. And, yep. 100%, mate. Yeah. So there's actually a team, you know, AWAS. It's not just me now. Um, we've got other people involved, uh, you know. So there's a group of people that got behind us and or myself and, you know, the people that believe in AWAS and what, what we're doing with the Australian whiskey community. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's, and you know, and then, uh, you know, put a nod there and throwing that we're also the founders of the Australian Whiskey Awards to show that uh, how much we love and support uh, the Australian whiskey brand as a whole, um, you know, and really to throw um, my support and, you know, put all my um, hard work into building the brand as a whole, not just like my own, you know, personal business. Now I really want to uplift Australian whiskey scene and, you know, I see the the awards as like a vehicle to to build Australian whiskey and get a lot more Australians interested in drinking Australian whiskey. And you know, that that's sort of yeah. You know, so there's really two sort of businesses there, um, you know. But one is more uh, somewhat uh, altruistic or whatnot. They're just trying to lift everyone up, and where I just put on a great night for everyone and, you know, everyone in the Australian whiskey community gets to vote on what their uh, favourite whiskies are, um, yep. Australian whiskies are. And it is, uh, you know, largest democracy, whiskey democracy in Australia, you know. It, yeah, it was quite quite big last year and we're making plans for uh, the next awards now. 
It was, um, yeah, we, we attended and it was, uh, it was one hell of a reunion. What was that, Todd? It was a great night. It was a great night. It was one hell of a reunion and it was the, the atmosphere that night was just, just electric. It was, you did, yeah, you and your team did really well, mate, on that. It was, it was, uh, everyone thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I just, it's a pa pure passion project, you know. I just yeah, throw everything I can. It really absorbs sort of three months of my life um, to put that together. And, um, you know, and it was really quite risky both years throwing this event during COVID where it really could have been shut down at any point in time. Like I was... Yeah. Uh, yeah, quite quite stressful uh, each time, and had to deal with all various restrictions and everything like that. And still, people travelled and got behind it. It was such an amazing night to just see the all the distillers and everyone and all the the whiskey community as a whole. And you know, from the, from the pun, every facet uh, to get involved and get behind it, and you know, to all the sponsors of the people that have sponsored the awards both years. Uh, to yourself included, uh, thank you guys. Uh, you got behind us as well, and um, so yeah, it's just um, it, it's good to see everyone come together for that night and really celebrate Australian whiskey. And yep. yeah, I'm looking forward to this year uh, with no COVID, no restrictions. Hopefully, it should all get booked. You know, uh, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, uh, you know, yeah. nothing else crazy happens in the world. And um, we, I can just roll ahead and plan a normal event without uh, having to deal with all these externalities that uh, could, you know, throw us under the bus and I'm stuck, uh, you know, in a, in a very, very bad situation. But, um, yeah, we're looking to make it bigger and better this year. Uh, hoping to, I'm looking at maybe adding another category, but I'll get into that um, at a later date. Uh, and right. yeah, and, and uh, we're, we're just sort of looking at venues and that again now. Yeah. Excuse me. We may go back to um, Museum of Contemporary Arts again. Uh, we may even go back to the original Lunar Park. Uh, that was quite good as well, but. Um, yeah, we're keeping the options open. We're going to have a look around and see what's going to best suit um, what we want to do. And we want to make, actually open up the ticketing because there was a lot of people that we, we had to turn away a lot of people last year because of the limited tickets. There was only 120 yeah. tickets available. Um, yeah. So, you know, we want to bump up the numbers. We want to make sure um, everyone that wants to go can go. Um, and, yeah, look, we'll try a couple of different things this time around. So... Um, yeah, I'm super excited about it. It's it is um, pretty crazy uh, event to organise, but I, you know, I love it, mate. It's stressful, but I love it. So, um, and just the night, you know, the payoff. It's yeah, once you're there and you're sitting down, it's, um, it's all well worth all the work. And yeah, it's just having a great night and. And this year we're, we're hoping to not kick everyone out early and sort of, you know, uh, have have the after party there rather than having to push everyone off site um, like we did last year. But, again, that was, you know, there was restrictions and things. So, um, yeah, we're looking to make extend the night, make it a little bit longer because that vibe is 
it's just amazing. And yeah, the fact that we sort of had to, I mean, it wasn't cutting it early by any means, but it certainly could have gone on for a lot longer than it did. So yeah, we're looking to to do that uh, next time around. And, yeah, yeah, the run running without COVID restrictions. <laughs> that's that's, that's going to be a different world, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's no. it. It's um, yeah, it's just going to be so much easier. It's just less stressful, and you know, there's, there's so many. As far as I know, all the restrictions are all back. As far as I know, so um, yeah, it should be just back to normal. Well, we'll they stay that way. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like we're past all the COVID thing. It's just part of life now, and um, yeah, you know, it is what it is, mate. You know, it's like any other flu that we've got. You know, like influenza. You know, it's, no one's shutting down the world for in, influenza. Um, yeah, it's just something we have to manage. We can't. Uh, life must go on, mate. You know, it's just what it is. Um, yeah. So, all right. So, change in tack then. Um, there's when I when I started um, Craftworks, there was sixty odd distilleries. There's now something like think don't quote me uh, but i think it's about 350 400 uh distilleries in australia hey fee and of that there's a percentage which are whiskey distilleries and of that there's a percentage which are not whiskey distilleries but have been laying barrels and so down the track they will be releasing whiskey what's your take on what the industry was like when you started AWAS, and 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 I'm talking specifically whiskey now, and mm -hmm. where the industry is now, and where do you think the industry's going? Do you think it's getting saturated, or do you think there's there's huge room for growth? What's your, what's your thoughts on all that? Well, it just depends on how you view the whiskey market as as whether it can be saturated. Now, if you you know, if you say, oh, the whiskey market is, you know, the whiskey drinker, the, you know, we've hit peak whiskey drinkers in Australia, that's it. This is all the whiskey drinkers there are right now. Then, yeah, it's, it's probably going to get saturated. But the job of everyone in the Australian whiskey industry, I believe, is to get more people drinking whiskey. Simple as that. Convert Australian whiskey specifically, when we're, what we're talking about here. But uh, whiskey overall is good. But, um, you know, from I believe there were some numbers thrown out that, you know, Australian drinkers, uh, spirits drinkers only drink 2% Australian spirits. That's the Australian spirits category as a whole. Right? Right. So there's plenty of room for growth there. Like I don't think it's unreasonable to double that. Let's get 4% of spirits drinkers in Australia drinking Australian whiskey or Australian spirits. Like it's not a crazy number to say, oh, look, we can double our market. So that, that it's how you view it. If you want to be competitive and, uh, and, and come from a, a point of negativity or just looking, you know, this some sort of cutthroat type, uh, you know, this is all we got, like, it's too many, you know, there's too much competition or, you know, it depends on how you look at things really at the end of the day. Yep. So if you, you have that sort of outlook um, as, as to Australian whiskey, then sure. But, you know, I certainly don't see it that way. 
so I've put my whole life into Australian whiskey, um, as you can see with the with the two uh, businesses, the awards and AWAS. You know, every, my whole existence revolves that. My two daughters, essentially. Um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't have created the awards if I didn't see um, this uh, huge amount of Australian potential Australian whiskey drinkers out there that we can go and stare and say, hey, try an Australian whiskey. Look, I, you know what? I was a bourbon drinker for years, many, many years. I just drank JD, and that's the majority of what Australian whiskey drinkers would be drinking is bourbon. That's what the numbers say. A lot of JD gets sold, a lot of, you know, wild turkey, all these brands, you know, all these bourbon brands. Yeah, you know, and slowly as the uh, spirits Australian, you know, the government gets behind um, the Australian spirits industry, um, we'll start to see more. Ben We've already seen a little bit. We we'll start seeing more and more benefits and more, and start to level the playing field. Yeah, and um, I agree, Jim. The we can sort of level the playing field with the imports. And get our prices down to something comparable to those, because a lot of you know a lot of what we did, the hard you know, the costs of Australian whiskey, all rolled up to in starting the distillery, all the taxes, all the, you know we can get into all that. I'm sure it's you know everyone in the Australian community knows all about that. But over time, I think as the price comes down, it's going to get more competitive with imported brands. People start looking more and more at Australian whiskey as we as the uh, distillers and people in the Australian whiskey industry educate more and more people, get more and more drinkers converted over, I think there isn't a bubble. There isn't, you know, anything in Australian whiskey. I, I just see it as let's all put in the work and make sure that there is enough uh, pallets to go around to consume all this Australian whiskey that we have coming. You know, I'm excited to see all these distilleries come on board, you know, look, no, not everyone's going to survive. That's just life, but not everyone in any industry is going to survive. That's just what it is. You know, and it's, it might not be anything to do with their whiskey producing. It might, you know, people have all different personal issues and things that happen and, you know, people try and fail and, you know, it just is what it is, but it just goes to show the confidence in the industry that so many people are willing to put, you know their money where their mouth is, and 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 start a distillery. Um, you know, so that's the way I see it. It's not, you know, there's I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that don't agree, but that's fine. I, you know, that's life. So that's the way I see it. I, I think we all need to do the work and get as many people drinking Australian whiskey as possible. Yeah. That's what the awards are for. That's what AOS is for. Um, you know, that's what it's about. And you've seen the growth in AWAS, you know, the, you know, it started out very small. It's eight years with 16 and a half thousand strong. That's a lot of whiskey drinkers. It's like, you know, it's like 90% Australians in AWAS. So, um, or, or even possibly higher. I haven't had a look at the stats recently, but yeah, it's a lot, a lot of Australians that are interested in single malt drinking. And then, you know, that's, get those people drinking Australian whiskey and then get even more and more people that are out there that don't know they're Australian whiskey fans yet. You know? Yeah. I think it's fair to say that Australian whiskey 
uh, you, I'm not talking other spirits, I'm just talking whiskey, but I think it's fair to say it's punching well above its weight on the on the international scene. You just got to look at the the accolades and, and the feedback and the awards and that internationally. So Australians are making high-quality whiskey and um, very um, unique whiskeys as well. Uh, it, it's not, this is just my own opinion, it's not just replicating a Scotch or replicating a, mm -hmm. a Japanese or whatever. It's, it's making Australian whiskey, and that's quite exciting, isn't it? And that's what stimulates people into the category, I think. They, they, they get to try something different and uniquely Australian. Completely agree, mate. That's it. We, we uh, you know, this current incarnation of the Australian whiskey industry, the, you know, the distilling history in Australia goes back, you know, over 150 years or so um, yep. for whiskey. But, you know, essentially industry did shut down through the 80s and, and that, you know, but this, this current incarnation of the Bill Lark sort of started the micro distilling or small scales distilling in Australia again. Um, you know, we're starting to really see our own identity as a whiskey producing nation, you know, get our own characteristics, you know, we're big, bold flavours. We're not um, like, uh, you know, Scotch is a little bit, you know, lighter. They have some big, bold flavours. And look, every every country has you know, different kinds of whiskies and that, but we are really uh, developing our own identity and it'll grow and change as well as different um, processes and larger scale distilleries um, start to come on board and produce over longer and longer periods of time. Um, but, you know, and again, that's why I created the awards. I felt like it was time that we could, there was enough Australian whiskey to support an awards show that there was so many whiskies out there that we really needed our own set of awards. It's great to see us gain international interest, but most of our whiskey doesn't make it offshore. You know, Australians drink all the majority of Australian whiskey, you know, so I, it's there's not a great international market for Australian whiskey. We don't have the the volume quite yet. I mean, you know, we're starting to see people like Starwood and a few others go overseas and and um, really um, trailblaze the international market. But our production is still quite low, and most of it isn't making it offshore. So um, we're, you know, I'm quite. A bit of a patriot and I have my own form of patriotism um, and I wanted Australians to decide what the best Australians whiskey, Australian whiskies are. You know, it's up to us. We drink the most of it. Um, those international awards are only getting a small selection of what Australian whiskies are. Um, yeah. So, you know, we go to the, the people that drink the most Australian whiskies and say, what do you think is the best? And, and that's the Australian Whiskey Awards. So is the Australian consumer. Um, and obviously, we have a judges panel as well that uh, weighs in. But um, it's predominantly, uh, you know, the Australian consumer decides what the best of the best is. And, yeah, and, and look, we had 
se over 71,000 votes uh, in last year's awards. So wow. uh, I, I'm not worried about um, there not being a lot of interest in Australian whiskey. You know, I get to see things that other people don't see um, in regards to Australian whiskey community uh, being behind AOS and behind the awards. Uh, you know, I get access to a lot of information that really no one else has. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited about Australian whiskey and the Australian whiskey community and, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 lo I love to see all of it. I love seeing everyone winning the international awards because we're going up against all these um, well-established uh, brands and distilleries all around the world and, and, you know, I won't say beating them at their own game, but, you know, standing um, shoulder to shoulder with some of the best whiskies in the world and best distilleries in the world and walking home with uh, accolades is always fantastic to see. And, uh, you know, I, I see it again. It's just all, it's all positive. It's all positive steps to building, building the Shane whiskey category. Um, and, and us hopefully being in a position in the coming decades uh, to take uh, our rightful position on the world stage and take back becoming a large whiskey exporter. I'd like to see that because we did have a strong whiskey export uh, industry and we have a strong history there that not a lot of people know about. Um, yeah. But I'd like to see that happen again and if we could do it a hundred years ago, we can certainly do it now. There's a lot more people, a lot more whiskey drinkers now. Um, you know, so it, again, it's um, we all need to get in, do the work, and work together. And you know, let's build build a, a massive thirst for Australian whiskey where we struggle to supply that thirst. And then we're not worried about how many distilleries you are. We want more, and you know, it's all encouragement. You know, it's like Bill Lark said. You know, that rising Tide uh, raises old boats, so you know that's his. Well, I've sort of followed his lead and the uh, mm -hmm. the way he views the industry, and um, yeah, and that's, that's right. Yeah, it's well said, Nick. Well said. It, it's it's fair to say that um, you know there's a number of larger um, whiskey distilleries, and you mentioned Starwood as, as an example. Um, uh, and they're they're gearing up for export and and focusing on building those channels, right? Which is my own my own belief in that is is good for the smaller guys as well because it's it's broadening that education and broadening people's horizons and at a price point that Australian whiskey is attractive. Um, and they're, they're tasting it and going, well, I like that. What else is out there? And so this is where it, it works for the smaller guys, put ourselves in that category, um, that, you know, people will push out small. very small, micro small. Um, and so, yeah, the, the growth opportunities are, are there. Um, and as you said, but everyone's got to do their part. You know, it's it's the education, it, it's, the, it's the accessibility, it's the getting the message out there, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's just um, you, you, want, you want those larger 
distilleries to do really well and you want them to export you know um we we want to build that palette we want to get a massive thirst for australian whiskey worldwide we want you know to see people from around the world now i know it's hard to sort of export it's you know we're still figuring out a lot of pathways to get you know say like stuff into america which is very difficult um you know it's uh, which is a massive market there an opportunity there i think once we the pathways are there again um and yeah and just really everywhere around the world that likes drinking whiskey you know as a whiskey drinking community we should be having our drams poured by those uh whiskey drinkers and enjoyed so um and then look if uh there's a lot of whiskey going offshore it's you know, it creates a little bit of a gap in the market here too, you know what I mean? So we can fill some more um, drams here and, again, still build more consumers here and build them overseas at the same time. Yeah, yeah that, that yeah. seems to be the pathway. Look, we've we've got amazing whiskey here in Australia. Oh, oh. that's always a challenge, isn't it? <laughs> we lost Luke, and now we have had. Nick, Nick's hope he'll come back soon. He's and maybe, maybe not. not. Oh no, no, he, he might be rebooting the system, running yeah. a battery or something. So let's, let's just give him a bit of time. Yeah. Had, yeah. Well, it's it's been quite a few good good um good points he's raised. Here he comes. Here he comes. Yeah. We, we, like lost we lost you. I dropped out, did I? Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, you just dropped out. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, it must have been nah. my internet dropped out or something. Yeah, nah, you're back. connected straight away. So here we go. Uh, that's all good. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. yeah amazing but, whiskey in Australia, I believe, was the last thing I said. So. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and it's 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 been an evolution. I, it's fascinating to to me uh, as a as a distiller uh, and looking at what's happening in has happened with gin uh, in Australia and how there's just such a diversity of gin uh, flavor profiles and unique pairings of, of botanicals and things like that. And you've got people hitting the deck, basically running. Right, they're they're releasing products and they're fantastic products, and I think the same could be said for whiskey. There's there's whiskey distilleries and they're they're going different ways. They're trying different things, and there are some which are going, no, I, I really just want to make a Scotch style whiskey, and there's others which are going, no, I want to make the opposite of a of a Scotch whiskey. Uh, I want to take the best of what I know of Scottish approach and American approach and, and Australian approach and that. It's ballsy. I think you've got to say Australian distillers are, are putting it out there. They're, they're, they're doing the Australian thing, giving, having, a, having a go, and, and it's boots and all. It's, it seems to be, a, in my opinion, it seems to be pretty fundamental to Australian distillers. What's your thoughts? One on of that? our advantages, though, is that we don't, 
we don't have as many rules as well. So, yeah, that's a good point. That's it. That's so that, that is we have a lot more flexibility to produce our whiskies. Yeah, well, that's it. Um, our, our legislation around um, yeah, our legislation yeah. around uh, what qualifies as whiskey has probably uh, allowed a lot of innovation in comparison to the rest of the world. Uh, so you know that's one good thing. Um, look, it's probably led to some bad products out there that probably weren't too good, but it's also led to a lot of amazing products. And, you know, that's experimentation. Not all experiments work. You know, I've got an experiment that didn't work either, you know, I mean, I'm sitting there wondering what to do with, but uh, it's, you know, it's just is what it is. You know, you, you, you play around with some things and um, see how they go. And yeah, look, that's, look, we imprint our identity as Australians on whatever we do. You know, you look at us as a sporting nation. Again, we, we punch above our weight and we do really well. We go, you know, above and beyond like what our um, population should really be doing on the world stage, you know. So it was only natural that that's how we go about distilling. Yeah. And we're seeing it, the proof is in the pudding, you know what I mean? So the... The dreams are exceptional, you know. I like I said, I, I was primarily a bourbon drinker and then a Scotch drinker, and now I'm primarily an Australian whiskey drinker. Yeah, I do still drink dreams from around the world, and I select casts from everywhere around the world. And but the majority of everything I drink is whis is Australian whiskey, you know, and that is the core of my passion is for. The Australian industry and Australian whiskey distilling and distilleries. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, it's great to see. I, lo I love it. It's, um, yeah, and I, we're only getting uh, bigger and better. And I, I'm super, super excited about the future. Well, I, I am, I'm excited about it as well. I, I think um, one of the things that's quite exciting too is is your, your whiskey consumer, your punter, and I'm a punter, um, is, has, a, has quite a thirst for knowledge. And you look, you look at the, the level of um, questions that are, get, are getting asked nowadays to say a few years ago, um, and, and people are cutting through marketing and going, is that really true or really true? Questioning things and, and wanting to learn more things, which can only be good uh, for the for the industry, I believe. What what do you think of that? Yeah, definitely. Just as I pour another highway, man. Um, yeah. yeah, look, we people want to know what's in their glass. You know, look, some <clears throat> they want to know, you know, where the grain origin and and the mash bill. You know, people want to know the full story behind the dream. You know, it adds to the experience at the end of the day. You know, like it's um, when you have a passion for something, you want to know more about it. So, and you know, you're spending your money on something, you want to know what it is. And yeah, so you, 
you know, you're not always going to get all the details on everything, um, you know, and look, with our AWAS brand, we tend to not say where any of the distilleries are from, but um, that's just the way we've decided to go about that just because some like it and some don't. So we just decide to go, you know what, we'll just um, go with state of origin only, but you still get to find out, you know, what's, what's style of barrel and the style of spirit that's going in there. Yeah. But even that, you know, a lot of Scotch bottlers and uh, other bottlers and indie bottlers around the world don't put much of anything on there and, uh, you know, it still gains a lot of interest and yeah. um, people want to buy it. So sometimes the mystery is good too, you know what I mean? A little bit of mystery can add to it and uh, you can, you know, see if you can pick where this distillery came from. So, um, but yeah, look. In regards to the curiosity around whiskey, the, you see that in AWAS. You know, you see all the questions and the, the interactions through both our groups, um, you know, and it's clearly just a lot of interest in whiskey uh, in Australia. You know, we've got some of, some of the most knowledgeable people uh, in Australia too. You know, you know it's, it's quite good. Yeah. And, and running AWAS, let's talk about that. So you said how many? 16,500, I think you said, from memory? Members? Was that right? 16,500? Can you hear me? So, Nico, are you hearing us or...? I yeah, think it is. Like that, yeah. Yep. Okay. There's a delay there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Around sixteen and a half, and then we also have another group which is around seven thousand members. So, you know, every you know, you want to get into running it. Like, why do we have two groups? Um, yep. Yeah, sorry, there's a, there is a, a pause there. Yeah, it's a glitch on the system. Yeah, so, so uh, yes, if you want to run through why there's two groups, that, that would be that would be interesting. Um, but also just the mechanics of running the groups. Um, I mean, that must take a lot of time and energy and uh, uh, and challenging, I, I would say. So yeah, if you want to if you want to touch on the both points, the why there's two groups and and just the mechanics of running the groups. <laughs> so this this is where we need our Lukey. I'm just shitting with you, Todd. <laughs> you thought I froze as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I will say the mechanics has gotten a lot easier um, recently uh, due to a lot of things that Facebook has put in. Um, a lot of stuff is automated now that I used to have to do physically, manually. Um, used to have to manage certain things. Youngie from the Cooperage. And 
it's um, certainly not. Yeah, so I would, I'll just waffle on and hopefully everyone's getting it. I'm I'm receiving you guys fine, so I'm not sure, but, yeah, it seems to be a delay. Um, yeah, so over the, you know, during the inception, it was quite easy to manage. It was, uh, there wasn't too many people in there. You know, the first sort of one or 2,000, it was quite manageable. Um, but then as things exploded, it did get harder and harder. Um, g'day, Yami. Yep, g'day, mate. Um, it did get harder and harder as it blew up, I uh, must say, and it became quite intensive. And we do have an admin group there that's uh, helped, helped out quite a bit. And, um, you know, and, yeah, shout out to the AOS admin team that's uh, helped me manage the group. They've all volunteered uh, over the years to help manage and, you know, delete and block things and, you know, stuff that could uh, potentially get us shut down. And, uh Eventually, that's what happened. Uh, we, we did get shut down. Uh, the, the regional group got shut down for uh, several months, uh, it was a bit over six months or so. Um, wow. So that's why we created the second group, which is the uh, AOS Public Forum. And uh, I proceeded to spend the next six months trying to get the original group back um, and uh, got myself a contact at Facebook and um, finally sorted that out and Bam. Looks that way. <laughs> so we're actually coming up to an hour. So maybe once we get to a point. With you. Yeah, I know you're shooting with me. <laughs> Yeah, he'll he'll be back in a second. Yeah, but just just we are getting close to an hour as well, so keep that in so mind. We will we'll wrap up shortly. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, it'd be interesting just to finish off that. Um, I know it was a good good conversation. Here we are. Here we go. Yeah, I've just switched to a different internet. So right. <laughs> hopefully that works. All right. Yeah, I'm not sure where it dropped off. Something about, I uh, believe, uh, yeah, it spent... Uh, Facebook, you had a contact in Facebook and uh, it went from there, yeah? Yeah, so I got myself a contact at Facebook and uh, finally got the original group back, which we renamed AWAS the original. And so, yeah, now we, uh, you know, we were the largest group in Australia. We got erased and then uh, created a new group and that quickly became the largest group in Australia again. And our second group is still bigger than every other whiskey group in Australia. Uh, by a few I thousand. think a lot of the groups sort of got kicked off about the same time, didn't they? So you're sort of pretty much on the same playing field. Yeah, well, there was a bunch of groups got shut down um, and it's happened in, in waves. It started um, a few years ago. I think it was about 2018. Um uh, whiskey groups, alcohol groups around the world started to get shut down by Facebook, um, where I just saw it happening, uh, you know, around around the world. And it's, yeah, and so, you know, thankfully um, I do have that contact at Facebook now and uh, 
don't think we'll be getting shut down again. Uh, and if we do, we can get it straight back up. I've um, yeah, I've got got a solid contact there now. So That's hopefully good. through our um, AWAS team, um, Scott and Brett over at Right Hook. Well, Scott's at Right Hook Digital, um, AWAS partners, and uh, yeah, so we've. Um, yeah, so now we've got the two largest whiskey groups in Australia. Um, yeah, and, and now managing the two groups is probably easier than it was three years ago to manage the one group um, because now a lot of it's, yeah, automated by Facebook, a lot of stuff, you know, questions are asked, the way you, way you approve people. I used to have to look at everyone's profile to see if they were legitimate to let them in, you know, right. it was just time consuming. Now you get like a little preview of everyone and, you know, you get to sort of see what looks like a bot and doesn't and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's just a lot of stuff there that wasn't there, but also, you know, so that also leads to some things getting deleted that are out of my control. Posts get deleted. And I, I can't do anything about it. People get booted and I can't do anything about it for certain yeah. things. You yeah. know, it's, someone's post get deleted because he said my dog, like saying my mate, my dog. And it was like, oh, this is abuse. So the algorithms don't always get the context, but there's nothing I can do about that sort of stuff. And people complain. I'm like, sorry, you know, that's it. You're not there. Sorry, mate. Um, I, I can't do it. Uh, you got zucked. But, hey, we all got – I got the whole thing zucked. And, yeah. um, you know, thankfully got it back again. But, yeah, so – Managing was quite difficult. I'd say it really peaked in the start of 2020 of COVID, where at one stage we had something like 70,000 interactions in 28 days. It wow. was insane. You know, it was just people, everyone was just at home drinking whiskey. It was great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, it's great to see. But for me and, you know, for the AWAS team, you know, we had to manage all that and we didn't have all these automated things at that stage. Um, so... But thankfully, it's sort of died down a bit. It's a bit easier to manage. You know, there's still things you have to keep, stay on top of, and it is a large community, and it's more managing the people. You know, and if they but realistically these days, everyone's pretty chill. It's you know, we've had the roller coasters of viral things happen and things blow up, and you yeah. know, a lot of people saying do all stupid things, and I've had the beat out bunches of people at times just want to be idiots and just go, all right, whatever, you know. But hey, I've said silly stuff in other groups and got booted. You know, it is what it is. You know, people have their little social media spats at times and, um, you know, that's just life on the socials, mate. People like to vent sometimes and it is what it is. But, yeah, no, I think it's it's a lot better now and I could sort of focus more on the nuts and bolts of the AUS uh, business side more so yeah. than the group. Um, and it's it's everyone's pretty good. It sort of you know manages itself. I have a few handful of members that are also sort of almost admins that sort of you know point things out and help send me messages and things if they see anything that could get the sh groups shut down and that. And uh, I'd like to thank all all those people that get involved uh, in the AOS community and, and work together to keep it alive. Yeah, I created it, but it's all our community as the whiskey industry as a whole in Australia, I like to see it as just like this big communal space. 
um, the group and and yeah, you know, like um, there is a business aspect to it to for for us as an indie bottler and now a retailer, but um, the you know predominantly I you know I keep it pretty light in there from what you know from our side of things um, as in you know telling people about what the what we're doing um, uh, with the website, you know, with the AOS shop, and then um, it's just mainly the conversations of people enjoying whiskey, you know. So we keep all, all our stuff to the pin it to the top of the announcements, and the rest of the um, group is just conversation. So yeah. it's, it's good. It's great. You know, I, lo I love seeing all the interactions. Mm. What I, what I uh, enjoy is when you see someone new come on and and they they announce themselves that you know I'm, yeah. I'm new to it all i don't know anything really um but i've just bought this what does everyone think and uh you go there's someone just starting their journey yeah and they're, they're right on the edge of the rabbit hole and holy hell and <laughs> they're going down <laughs> that's it uh yeah again yeah uh, it's it's one of my favorite posts as well you know you get to see that and we've seen it so many times over the years that first post in the group and i remember my first sort of you know posts in there it's all very tentative and you know it's like yeah mate you're a bit about to fall down a massive uh, rabbit hole of whiskey appreciation and yep. yeah and, that, and that's it the, the more of those the better and it's great to see the responses from everyone you know um, you know, they're generally, yeah. pro usually the positive. So that, that's the whole, the industry um, in general, really. Mate, that's, so, social media, no, it's never going to be 100% positive. But no. I like to think AOS is pretty positive, you know what I mean, in general. So, yeah, there's always going to be one or two people that is probably just cracking a joke and it might get taken the wrong way and things like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's just the, the social media game, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what. Uh, area of social media. Um, I like, you know, there's a lot of vitriol and negativity out there, and mm -hmm. generally AOS is pretty safe. You just get to come there and talk about whiskey and enjoy your dreams. Um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, that's good. All right, Nico, I think we'll, unless there's some questions from the audience, I, I think we're, we're just over the hour and a bit mark. So just the final question, what's your... What's your go-to drams in your cabinet cabinet right now? What's your top three that you're you're sitting on right now? Well, I'm going to be uh, completely and utterly biased and and say our, <laughs> our past couple of AOS releases, which is what I've been drinking. Um, <laughs> oh, they're up in Alice Springs, yeah, David and you're a long way from home. They're a long way from home, out of Tassie. Cheers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I'm. Right now, I'm enjoying this uh, Highwayman double first fill bourbon cast that we bottled. That's honestly, I, I, I am biased, and we do, you know, I tend to pick whiskies that I love. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always picking, it's got to go through the AWAS tasting panel to, to qualify as something we bottle. Um, yep. So, I'm, you know, so it's yeah, it's the bourbon uh, first fill Highwayman, and then the last one was the uh, the Flurio. That's uh, that was exceptional. Um, uh, unpeated, real 
um, sticky date pudding dream, that one, uh, delicious. Yeah. And I have to say the um, Mezcal Kilcoman um, for a, a, a scotch there, Isla Single Cask. Wow. That's probably one of the most unique dreams. Well, it, it is the most unique dream I've I've tasted and quite a few people have tasted. It's just an insane uh, Isla Single Cask. Um Mezcal finish Kilcoman. Um, I'm so glad I got to bottle that and bring that into the country um, mm -hmm. for our AOS members. Yeah, so those are my top three dreams at the moment. Yes, they're all my bottlings, but I bottle them for a reason. I bottle them my favourite whiskies. You know what I mean? I taste a lot of whiskies. I get a lot of options to bottle. You know, access to a lot of casts, and I and it's tough. Narrowing it down, really, it's tough passing over a lot of them. I can't bottle everything. Um, you know what I mean? So we're really only picking the the best of the best or something that's really unique or got like a, you know, I'm certain profile that I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's that's an amazing whiskey and something super special. And if you know, I want people to know if it's got the AOS sticker on it or the AOS name on it, it's gone through the gauntlet and and you know not everyone made it through but this one did and yeah. it's going to be super special so i don't mind saying that this might be the best bourbon cask petered australian whiskey ever um, possibly i don't know we'll we'll see what the awards say maybe i'll we've kept our AWAS dreams out of the awards i've removed the nominations um probably a good move <laughs> everyone nominations just to try and keep yep. it all uh, above board. But uh, maybe this year I might let this one go up and see how well it does because it oh. is true. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to, I might put it to a vote in the group and see if they'll uh, see how people think about uh, letting that go through. Hey, quality speaks. Quality speaks. Mm. Absolutely. All right. Cheers to that. Okay, thank you, my friend. Appreciate your time, and uh, it's nice to see the sun still shining in Sydney, which is it's always shining when I'm around, mate. That's how how I roll. Um, thank you, guys, for having me on. Thanks to everyone that joined in. Uh, thank you, everyone uh, in AOS. Everyone who watches watches this later on, um, and just everyone in the Australian whiskey community for all the support over the years. I couldn't do this without all that support. I'm truly grateful and blessed uh, to be doing what I'm doing and um, I'm looking forward to sharing dreams with everyone uh, over the coming months and years of Australian whiskey appreciation uh, as we all get back out and get back to our normal lives. And on that note, there's nothing more to cheers. say. <laughs> yeah. it. Well, so, cheers all. Spoken. Cheers, cheers to everyone. Have a good we will night. see you around. We will see you around. Mm -hmm. Aussie Craft Distillers shooting the shit. AOS tonight. Cheers, Nico. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Cheers Todd. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And Todd is turning it off.